as we were meditating this <clears throat> a little bit ago, I went back into a lot of my memory of being a child and really having great love and devotion with God and really longing for a greater knowing and being connected to God in a way that I just didn't feel I was. And I spent a lot of time in my childhood trying to find that connection, to maintain that connection, to live that connection as best I could. And as I was going in my meditation today, I realized that one of the things that really helped me as I was getting older to maintain that connection was doing the lotus meditation that we've shared in ILM. Doing that lotus meditation was one way for me to keep that light and loving present inside of myself and for me to ever choose into living into that loving, living into that light, living into that presence. And I remember in my teens doing that meditation regularly to keep that alive. Well, now I know that I don't need to do the lotus meditation to keep that alive. It's just entering into a place of devotion, of loving with God in all that I do. Starting it with my meditation in the morning, chanting the sacred name, and really putting God first in that moment. And allowing myself to love God and to let God love me. And that's a key, to be in that river of loving, to be in that movement of the divine, and to begin the day that way. And when I was a child, I used to approach everybody in a similar way. As I would see them or come up to them, Inside, I would say, I love God in you as I love the God in me. And it helped me to put God first in my relationship with them. And I found that by doing that, I could live into the presence of them more easily and see a greater truth of who they are as soul, as loving, and not so much the mind, the body, the emotions, their frustrations or fears, but to really see the divinity. That's why I've always said God first and God only. If you can put God first in everything you do, even in just coming up to somebody and see the God in them and say, I love the God in you as I love God in myself. It will create a different relationship. It will create a different action within yourself, with them, and believe it or not, even with themselves in relationship to you. They may not be conscious of what's going on, but they're going to sense that there's some sort of a different connection with you, and they're going to respond with you and to you in a way that they might not otherwise do so. Because you're opening to love that which they really are. And isn't that what we're all longing for? Aren't we all longing to be loved for who we are? 
The challenge is most of us don't know who we are that we're longing to be loved for. In truth, that's the soul. The soul is longing to be known, to be experienced, to be expressed. And the soul is loving. And the soul knows the loving, but needs a means by which to share that loving and live in that movement of loving. And it's as simple as just claiming that for yourself. I love the God in you as I love the God in me. That's a very powerful statement. You don't even have to believe it. Just like I say in meditation, go into meditation and just say, I love you, Lord. I'm sharing my loving with you now. And I open to receive your loving. Even if you don't believe in God, do it anyway. And see what happens. And so by approaching people in that way, I love the God in you as I love the God in me. You're going to find that your relationship, your actions, your listening with other people will change. And you will be more caring, more participatory, more accepting, and more loving with that person. And you'll accept them just as they are because they are God. They are God on a journey. They are God in search of the greater truth of life, of loving, of purpose, of a soul awakening, just as you are. And they are just as lost and just as found as you are in that journey. You're no better than they are, and they are no better than you. You're equal because you are both God on a journey of awareness and awakening, of discovery. And when you can begin to see that, then it's easier to be with somebody, to participate with somebody, and to allow them to have their life the way they're choosing to do it. I remember at school, I used to do that with all my teachers with a little bit of an intention. I was hoping that I could get the loving moving between me and them because with some teachers, I had um, a fear apprehension because they handled their students in such a way that it made me nervous or feel less than. And so I would definitely do that with certain teachers at school because I wanted to try to find that connection, that place where we are the same. And they were resisting ever being the same or equal to others. And I remember being at this class, I was in eighth grade, science class. This teacher was a very good teacher. He had been a professor at the university and was doing this as just a, a fun little jaunt after he retired from being a professor. 
teaching at a, high, a junior high school. And I remember sitting in class the first day, and inside I'm going, I love the God in you as I love the God in me. I love the God in you as I love the God in me. To see if I could find that place of connection with him. And he stood up and he introduced himself and he said, so, you want to make an A in this class, right? If you want to make an A in this class, you're going to have to do a lot of work because I only give B's as the highest grade. And you're going to have to earn the A separate from what we do in class. And he went on to explain all of that. And inside myself, I'm still saying, I love the God in you as I love the God in me. And he kind of walked around the class looking at everybody. And he came up and looked at me. And he said, so what are you doing right now? To me, he said, what are you doing right now? And I stopped saying, I love the God in you as I love the God in me because I was just really trying to connect. And I said, nothing, nothing. I'm just listening to what you're saying. And he said, no, you're not. You're doing something different. What are you doing? And so... I said, I'm just trying to understand what it is you want of us, you know, in class. What do, you, what do you want us to do? He says, no, it isn't. You're doing something else. What are you doing? And I'm going, I don't know what to say. And he said, so what were you telling yourself just now? What were you saying to yourself? And so I figured, oh, well, maybe he's Got me figured out. I don't know. So I said, I was just saying inside to you and to myself, I love the God in you as I love the God in me. And he said, that could be an A. And then he walked on and he just started talking to everybody again. And I'm kind of going, what happened? <laughs> And afterward, you know, everybody was leaving, but people were coming up and asking me, what was that all about? What were you doing? And what did he, how did he know what you were doing? And I had no idea. So the next morning, uh, when we went into class, I went up to him before the bell rang, and I asked him if uh, he could explain to me how he knew I was doing something and why he wanted to know that. And he said that he was very sensitive to people's energy. And he didn't know why, but he's always been very sensitive to people's energy. And he could tell who he could trust very quickly by just looking in their eyes and following this connection. And he said, as I was going around the class, I kept being pulled over to a connection with you. And I didn't know what was going on, but I knew there was a connection there that I needed to make. And I wanted you to know I knew 
even though I wasn't sure what was going on, I knew that there was a connection there at a deeper level than I've ever had with one of my students. And we went on and into a discussion, and I realized just how powerful this little thing I'd been doing for so many years was. And I realized that everybody is aware of it, everybody is sensitive to it, but most people are unconscious in that sensitivity, and only a few are going to be conscious of it. But we all will respond to it. And that's what happens if we are living a spiritual life. If we have God first and God only, we're going to find that God will be first in everything we do with everyone we are with. Consciously or unconsciously in that moment, if we have set that action before us as primary, it will happen. So pay attention as you go through the day and see how you approach the people around you, the people at home, the people at work, the people at play, the people at the grocery store. And you'll be surprised at how different your life can be just by an attitude change, an action inside of yourself of putting God first with another person. All that exists in this creation is love. Truly, none of this would exist if love did not exist. So put loving first in your meditation and in everything you do every day. Love it all. Love the good, love the bad. Love the joyful and love the pain. If you love it all, it becomes equal. And then it is easier to move in it, with it, through it, and have it move with you. And it was very interesting being with this teacher during that whole year with this awareness going on that he knew something he never asked about this whole thing that I was doing. He never asked about it, but he honored it. He was aware of it, and he honored it. And it was very interesting after that. My relationship with my teachers was better than ever because of something that happened with him being aware. I had never had anybody really be aware of it before. And my relationships with my German teacher, my English teacher, my Latin teacher in high school, with a lot of different teachers I had after that was very unique, very wonderful. Each one was unique unto itself. But I developed relationships with many teachers, not because of what I was doing, 
but what they were doing in response to what I was doing inside. I love the God in you as I love the God in me. They responded. And that was something I don't think I'd ever really allowed somebody to do. I was loving their, the God in them as I love the God in me, but I never expected or looked for their response to that loving until this one teacher responded. And then I began to look and pay attention, and I could see in some there'd be a little light in their eyes or there would be a smile that would come on their face when I was saying that inside myself to them. Or during the day, they would approach me and talk to me about something that led into a conversation. So see if you can begin to find that kind of connection with people. And let it be loving as the source by which you connect. Not the mind, not what the mind wants to say to them or you want their mind to say to you, not the emotions, not the body consciousness at all, but just soul to soul, God to God, loving to loving. That's where the joy of life is at, is living in that flow of loving. You do that in your meditation, and you enter into the joyful action of the day. How many of you meditate regularly and have found that when you don't have the time, after having meditated for so long, and all of a sudden, Something gets in the way and you don't get to do the meditation you want to do and the whole day is kind of thrown off. It just doesn't feel right. You don't connect until you sit down and give time for God. And then everything seems to flow again. It's important to keep that connection going. And it's very easy to let the mind, the emotion, and the world get in the way. It's very easy. But it's also very easy just to sit down and reconnect and not get lost in all that is of the world. The hue, the anti-hue, they carry a vibration that will bring you here to the seat of the soul and begin to wake you up to the truth of who you are as divine, as a child of God. And it will begin to open that door. Jesus said, knock, and it shall be opened. Well, the way you knock on that door, that spiritual door, is by chanting and loving God. Chanting the hue, chanting the anti-hue, and loving God. That's why we ask somebody who applies for initiation to spend the first year just doing the meditation with the hue and the anti-hue, bringing your full focus and attention here, 
and knocking at that door by chanting and loving God and letting that door begin to open. And then with the initiation and the receiving of the sacred name, it gives you authority and the means by which to travel the rest of the way on the journey home to God. And it's wonderful to always approach everything as God. Not just in meditation, but in your daily life. The more you do it, the more you're going to see God. The more you're going to experience God. And the more God will walk with you in everything you do, wherever you go. And you'll even find your words might change. Because God is speaking in you, with you, and participating with you in all that you do. This journey is really simple. Really very simple. And if you do the meditation daily, life gets a lot simpler. The things that used to be important to you in the world kind of drop away. They're not so important anymore. They're not important to you because you don't need all that distraction that the world offers to be happy or at least not to feel the pain so much because you're distracted by all the noise and the hoopla of the world. You find that being in the peace and in the quiet and the gentle and in the loving is more what you want to do now. Give time to that. Give time to just be with yourself in meditation, but also in the day. Learn to love who you really are. Appreciate who you really are. And then share that which you know to be you with those around you. Don't hide yourself. Don't hide your loving. Don't hide that light of the divinity in you. But let it shine. And the more you are in loving with others, the more it will shine brightly. That's what service is. Reaching out, being with others in friendship, in loving, that's a great service. The action of service has so many different ways by which it expresses itself. But remember, the first service is to yourself through meditation. Do the meditation first. Let that be your first service, and everything else will unfold. You don't have to figure it out. You don't have to make it happen. You just participate as things come forward, as things move in your life. And they will. 
I'm sure many of you can look at your life and think, wow, I've lived three or four lifetimes in just one. And yet you can look at some of your friends that you've had in your life and realize, my gosh, they're living the life they were born into and still doing it 20, 30, 40 years later, the way they did way back when. Nothing has changed. Their attitudes haven't changed. Their friends haven't changed. Their demeanor, nothing has changed. And yet you look at your life, and there's been a lot of change. That's spiritual growth. That's looking inward and upward rather than down and out. Down and out is a pathway that is a long, challenging pathway. But in and up is a very simple, short path. And that's what we're doing when we're doing meditation. We're looking inward and upward to the seat of the soul, to that place of the divine within us. And in that action, we move through our lessons quickly. Or at least I hope we do. (laughs) I think we do. Because God is hastening us on the pathway. No, 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 keep moving. Don't look at that again. Don't go back there. You've done that. Keep going. There's more to do. God is ever calling us home if we'll just listen. And that's why we meditate, to listen to God's call, to listen to that sound current, to see that purple, blue, and white, and gold light, and to ever follow it to what's next, to what's next, in our inner life as well as in the outer. It's always calling us. It's always leading us. It's always directing us if we'll just pay attention. The key is paying attention. And don't just pay attention in meditation for that 10 minutes, that hour, that two hours, two and a half hours that you meditate every day. Pay attention all the time. Even in your dream state, pay attention. Because God is ever reaching out, ever calling us home, ever doing what God can do to help us on this journey to get freer, to go higher, and to liberate the soul from this creation. And that's what you really are longing for. You're longing for God's loving for God's acceptance, and for God to liberate the soul so that we can go back home from which we came. So don't let the world pull you away from that truth. And it's easy to do if we're not careful to get caught back up in the worries, the fears, the habits, the ways of this world. 
God first and God only. In everything, in every breath, in every thought, in every feeling, in every step, in every breath. God first and God only. That's the key. So I'm going to share a little bit, actually, before we break, because I don't normally do this, but I'm just really aware of a pressure in the room. And that pressure to me is really when the consciousness holds on instead of just letting go. And so I just wanted to acknowledge that and share a little bit. Part of the action here when we do these seminars, it's not just delivering information, as many of you know, but there's a real action or movement of spirit going on in which the Holy Spirit does come in and directly participate with this. And in that action is an opportunity for those who wish to let go um, that that action of the Holy Spirit really lifts that if we're willing to let go. And I'm just wanting to voice that because I know sometimes we hold on out of fear, concern, right and wrong. And I'm just trying to put words out there to however that's moving there to help it just to move and to let go. And that's part of the job that um, Jim and I try to do with everybody is support each person in that letting go to allow that greater movement of spirit to take place. And that's a lot of the reason why we do the Q&A after the sharings, because during that time is where we really get that opportunity to personally really, in a sense, work with or process a lot of the, that movement and the information that we present during the sharing portion right here. So just to pay attention to that, because I know a lot of you also online that are watching aren't, you know, we don't broadcast the Q&A part here. That way we can really keep more of a confidentiality here in the room, because I know a lot of times people can share more personal items, and it's just wanting to honor and respect that. So it's not just broadcast everywhere. But for those of you at home, if that's where this is going on as well, just when we're done with the broadcast today, just take some time and Go inside and do a little forgiveness meditation to support yourself and letting go of whatever it is you may be hanging on to because that type of hanging on creates a pressure inside the consciousness that not only keeps the soul more anchored, but also that's the kind of pressure that keeps supporting and creating a stress that can make things more disturbing and more challenging to handle in the world then in our process of taking responsibility for our thoughts and feelings and actions and reactions. So just realize here, there's really an opportunity in the sharing, even when you're just listening, to be doing an internal process to really let go, truly to allow to let God. It's not just words in here. That's why I'm wanting to put some voice on this before we move into break, so that because it only works if you really, not only, it's, this isn't about believing it, it only works if you really participate with it the way it works. You don't have to believe it or not believe it. That has nothing to do. That's a mental process. The action of spirit is one that's a living experience and a reality. And so we want to move beyond the belief systems and move into that living reality. And so we try to share what that is here 
so that each of you can look within yourselves to really tap into that and be more open and awakened to know in greater ways and just realize that any kind of hanging on, whether it's out of fear or judgment or just whether it's just shame and embarrassment, nonetheless, it's a holding on that creates a pressure that the longer it goes on, as most, many of us know, it creates greater disturbance.